0: When I was a kid growing up, we had a basement in our home. And since this was a tornado shelter, there was no windows in this basement, which made it the perfect place to play this game that we played. The game was to see how quickly you could make it from one end of the basement to the other with the lights off. And so we would all get up on one wall and someone would turn out the lights and then we would have to make our way across that dark basement to the other side. Now some of us, when the lights went off and we realized just how dark it was, we would just sit down on the floor. It's like, I'm not going any further. Others of us, we would, we, before the lights went out, we would, we would put our eye where we wanted to be, you know? And then boom, when it got dark, we would just take off as fast as we could. We didn't matter what was in our way. We were gonna run over it, we just barreled through. But then others of us got smart. We realized after a while that if you stopped and you looked really close, if you noticed there was a tiny sliver of light that came in from the door at the top of the stairs. And if you let it, that light could guide you to safety we all have dealt with darkness in our lives or will deal in fact the question before us today is not will darkness come upon us but rather what do we do once we find ourselves there let us pray god give us eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to understand what it is you want us to learn from your word this day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You know, I've always been confused by Advent. Maybe it's because I did not grow up in a faith tradition that celebrated Advent. Maybe it's because in my church, we went right to Christmas. And so when I was first exposed to the season of Advent and was told it's about waiting for the light of Christ to come, I was pretty confused. Why are we waiting for something that's already happened? Why are we looking for the light of Christ when the light of Christ is already here? It is true that Christ has come. It is true that the light is here. But it is equally true that the reign of Christ is not yet complete. It is equally true that the light has not yet expelled. The darkness. You know, Advent reminds us of one of the great tensions in the Christian life, mainly the already and the not yet kingdom of God. The kingdom is already here, the kingdom is not yet here. And we live in that space between, in the space where we can and do experience darkness as we start this advent season i found myself focusing more and more on darkness and i don't know why really maybe it's because like i told the children i hate short days they drive me insane coming home at four thirty and have to turn on all the lights is just not f- fun so my body for some reason needs the light so maybe that's it. Or maybe I'm just more sensitive to the darkness in the world right now. Maybe I, like you, watch too much cable news. It's there. The fact is, we are all sensitive to darkness in some ways, are we not? A world can be a very dark place. Every day we see violence and war, prejudice and injustice, illness and death depression and anxiety, debt and poverty. We all live with some sort of darkness in our lives, be it from the circumstances that life has put it in, or sometimes, if we are honest, because of our own sin. And while it is not my intent to depress us this morning with all this tar- of darkness, the fact remains that we are, as a people, as Isaiah said, we are a people that walk in darkness. And I think that if we are going to honor the light, then we must deal with the darkness. The disciples in this passage were dealing with their own kind of darkness. Earlier in chapter 13 of Mark, uh, the disciples and Jesus were walking through the temple in Jerusalem. And the disciples were marveling at the temple and how large it was and all of the giant stones that made up the temple. And Jesus sort of stopped them in their tracks and said, you see all these great buildings? Not one stone will be left here upon another. All will be thrown down. Now, this got the disciples a little worried, as you can imagine. You see, you can actually see the darkness starting to close in. And so they started asking questions about when is this tragedy going to take place? What is it going to be like? What are we going to do? And for the rest of the chapter, Jesus talks about not just the end of the temple, but the end of the world. And he describes it with these words that we heard in chapter 13, verse 24. But in those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Jesus here was describing the end of time. But I think those words also describe what it feels like When we experience darkness in our own lives, it feels like the sun and the moon no longer give light, like the stars are falling from the sky. It feels like the powers in heaven have been shaken. It feels like the end of the world. But notice that Jesus did not leave the disciples without hope. In fact, the point of this passage, I believe, is to encourage the disciples that the darkness will end, that Christ will come again. And maybe this is the point of Advent. Maybe we celebrate Advent each year because we do live in darkness And we need to be reminded that the light of Christ is coming. And if this is the case, then even this year, even this Advent, we can learn how to deal with darkness because we know the light is coming. In this passage, Jesus tells his disciples basically two things. Wait and watch. When we are in darkness, wait and watch. When we are overwhelmed with life, wait and watch. When circumstances overtake us, wait and watch. Waiting and watching go together. So how then do we wait and watch while we're in the darkness? Well, I think there's three options that we have before us. First option, we can wait passively. This means basically wait and do nothing. Nothing. When the lights go out, we can sit right down on the floor and not move. And you know what? Sometimes when darkness comes fast upon us, that's all we can do. And so what I'm saying this morning is that it's not bad sometimes just to sit and not do anything when we are overwhelmed with darkness. Sometimes just sitting is not a bad thing, but sometimes we become so passive in our waiting that we become friends With the darkness. It becomes part of who we are, part of our identity. And when that happens, we're no longer watching. We can't see any light because we're not looking for light. We become so passive that we don't even think to watch for light. We become so consumed with the darkness. And I confess to you, I know that I get this way sometimes. I can get to the point where I cannot even see how God might be working in my life or how Christ might be present because all I can see is darkness. I'm not paying attention. I'm not watching at all. Second option, though, is the opposite of passive waiting, is act Two active waiting. This happens when we start to take matters into our own hands. We can't stand to wait in the darkness, and so we start manipulating events so that the darkness might end. We rush about, filling our days and nights with activities just to keep our minds off of the darkness. We start to do things that, you know what, under normal circumstances, we would not ever dream of doing. We try everything we can to make it seem like we're fine, and there is no darkness. But what happens when we become too active in our waiting? We get too busy to watch. We become so consumed with getting out of the darkness that we stop watching for the light that is coming to actually get us out of the darkness. We can even become, I believe, addicted to the activity and never realize that Christ is showing us a way out that the light of Christ might already be here. We're just too busy to see it. There's a third option. A waiting that is neither too passive or too active. It's a purposeful waiting. It's an understanding that even in the darkest of times, the light is going to come. It involves a recognition that we are indeed in a dark time, but it also involves watching and looking for the light of Christ. So how do we do this? Well, we start looking for signs of Christ everywhere we possibly can. They are there. As I reminded our kids this morning, during Vacation Bible School, we have, they have this thing called God Sightings. And the kids at Vacation Bible School, they take note of places where they've seen God and they write those down and we put them all into a great big art project. Sometimes they see God in the laugh of a friend. Sometimes we may see God in the way everything falls together in a day. Sometimes it may be as simple as a calmness that comes over us for no apparent reason. When we are in darkness, we have to look for the light. Let me see if I can illustrate this for you by taking us back to that basement of my childhood Remember, I told you that some of us, when the lights went out, would get scared and just sit down. We would wait passively for the lights to come on. We would just sit and not move and become friendly with the darkness. We did not look for any light because we knew there was no light. Others of us, you will remember, would move just as fast as we could in the direction that we thought was best. We did not care if we ran over anything or hurt anyone or anything. All we wanted to do was get out of the dark. But in our haste, we never noticed the light shining under the door. Finally, as we played the game more and more, some of us learned that the best way to deal with the darkness was to first stop and let our eyes become adjusted to it Because you see, there is a period of disorientation when we first enter darkness. And stopping to get your bearings is a good idea. But instead of staying there, once our eyes were adjusted, we started looking for the light. And once we saw it, we would move with purpose toward it. I don't know what kind of darkness you might be in today. Maybe you're like me and just cannot deal with the lack of sun. Or maybe you're entering into a very dark, emotional, and spiritual place. Advent reminds us that darkness does not last forever. We've already lit the first light. But if we're going to move out of it, we must look for the light. How are you looking for the light of Christ this Advent? Where are you seeing Christ in your darkness? How are you moving with purpose toward the light during this season? We have an opportunity to learn how to deal with darkness. And so we wait. And so we watch. Let us pray. God, we don't want to deal with darkness. And yet we live in that in-between time where darkness will occasionally come. Help us to look for the light, to wait and to watch and to see your light coming toward us to lead us out. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.